Hi, well, welcome to the viewers on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, this is our 11th episode of Agile Shots from Agile Brilliant. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, this episode is based on say say hi to Mike and Kumar, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, th this episode is based on um, the, uh, a blog article I wrote on uh, our Meridian Point website, um, which, is, which is based on metrics. So, the, the, you know, over the period of 10 to 12 years, I've seen a variety of metrics that teams and companies and programs have adopted. The, the, the message that I took out of all of them was to keep it simple. Uh, every time companies go down that path, the the intent is always right. But then we go down the path of creating metrics that balloon up into this big dashboard that's that's uh, sometimes not even readable. Um, and, and most of the time, the data get lost. Uh, and, and the important messages are somewhere in the details. So uh, this is an attempt to kind of pull ourselves out of that and make us kiss the metrics, keeping it simple, stupid. Uh, that's, 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 that's what we would like to do. Um, so my my focus with metrics has always been to uh, uh, how does how do we track the program health and how can the teams continuously improve, right? The program health is something that the stakeholders are looking for, or the leaders in the organization are looking for. Maybe sometimes even the customers and users are looking for to see how we're doing. And I think three things are very important in it. Um, uh, are, are we working on the right thing is a very important question. Are we on the right track is a very important question. And are we building in quality into the product as we deliver it? So what is the, what is the net uh, quality of the product? Three important questions that our stakeholders, our customers, uh, and, and leaders really care about. It doesn't mean that the teams don't care about it. They absolutely do. Uh, but these are output-facing metrics that 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 the program can radiate, and then then there are the inward-facing metrics the team can use to continuously improve. How fast is the feedback loop? Are we predictable? Are uh, is the flow in the team good? Uh, these are the data points that the team can use for their continuous improvement. There are other data points too. This is a good place to start. So I, I, I at this point I like I'm bringing in Mike and Kumar and and kind of. Uh, invite them to share their experience as to uh, how do you think organizations are going about metrics? Are they following a fixed template that a framework suggests? Or are they really looking in good to see whether they are tracking the things that really matter to them? Hmm. Come on. You want to go first, Mike? Sure, yeah. Uh, I, I've seen the gamut, actually. Uh, I've kind of seen uh, the, the full spectrum of, of different types of things. Folks that are um, they they're they're moving into the into a, a faster paced world and trying to become more adaptable. Sometimes they're bringing some of the old metrics that they that they are used to with them, and uh, they're finding that somewhat challenging, right? Because those metrics were meant for a different time and in, 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 a, in a different place. But uh, I, I've definitely seen uh, kind of the gamut. What's interesting is that those things that you just talked about, Jolly, when when uh, some of the some of the groups that I have worked with, when their culture um, really emulates those types of values that 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 relate to what you were just the, those types of subject matters you were just talking about, 
it's almost like they already had that kind of tracking in place, but they also had all this extra. So yeah. it was like a matter of kind of calling through the extra and saying, do you really need the extra? Is it, is this, is this good enough? Is this getting you the value that you need? Because it's, it matches your core values and it's really what you're, it's really where the value lies in your metric base anyways. So you could actually speed up decision-making by having less data and having going really after those things. Uh, but the ones that have cultures that are farther away from looking at their business in those ways, they seem to have more metrics that don't match up with that. And they have a harder time seeing the value in measuring outcomes versus output, right? They, they tend to measure more output, less about outcome. And what you talked about, two very important outcome areas, right? That are more kind of programmatic in, in the, the operations and then the people and the humans. So that, that's what I've seen over over last, you know, five, 10 years specifically, so. Yeah, it's very similar for me. I was actually just um, um, helping a client who is transitioning to agile ways of working. And one of the things they, they said was uh, very specifically, hey, Kumar, we don't want any of that agile stuff, the, the agile metric. We don't, we don't want to look at the story points and burn ups and we don't, we don't we, we want what we um, understand and know, which is more project-based metrics. And we just want some kind of translation that takes what the teams are doing and, and, and uh, exposes them to, to the le leader so we can get a sense of how things are going and um, uh, not have to you know, translate in our head what these things mean. And, and I think that really resonates a lot with what you were, you know, it, what, what you started off this talk with you know, keep the, uh, uh, keep it simple, right? And I, I won't say the second part of the, the second S there, just keep it simple. And so in, in the case of this client, they wanted to keep it simple. They wanted just a, a simple way of assessing how their teams who are now using an agile approach to deliver something, a simple way to translate what they're doing, the work that they're doing, the outcomes that they're creating, how is it translating to the value that they hope to deliver to their customers? And, and they don't want to understand or be really aware of all the different types of metrics that are out there. They just wanted to keep it simple, which made it very easy for, for, for us as the, the coaches in there to advise uh, on the types of metrics to keep it simple from a program health standpoint, as, as you pointed out. Um, but, but you're right. Not, not all organizations are like that. You know, they yeah. maybe collect too much information, too much data. What are some of the kind of the anti-patterns that you have seen? Um, <laughs> one, obviously, as you guys both mentioned is, you know, Hey, we go for everything. We create this huge dashboard, but what about actually using that? What, what anti-patterns have you guys seen regarding the usage of this? The uh, not the there's no good or bad metrics per se, uh, but regarding the usage. I mean, can you explain some of the anti patterns that you might have seen? I, I can start. I mean, metrics um, tends to drive behavior, right? So yeah. if, if you're measuring uh, whatever you're measuring, it tends to uh, affect how people act towards those yeah. things. So simplest example is if. Uh, if, you know, there's this um, assumption that agile equals speed, uh, velocity, right? And, and it's, a, it's a misnomer and it leads to, um, it leads to some anti-patterns and, and behaviors that are 
not very agile, <laughs> yeah. uh, frankly, right? And and so, uh, you know, agile certainly does result in hopefully a better outcome because ideally you're working on the right things at the right time and delivering value where uh, when needed. Um, uh, however, when uh, people start to value speed and velocity, a velocity charts that agile teams use to measure how well they're um, uh, they're uh, meeting their commitments are used in a way to measure the productivity of the team. It sort of misfires and backfires where teams are like, oh, okay, that's what they want to see. We'll just estimate our stories with higher and higher story count, uh, point counts. <laughs> and that way we will produce more. Right. So that's one that I've, I've certainly comes to mind immediately. Yeah. 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 I've seen with the, with the, uh, with the advancement in data and metrics and data mining and all of the AI and all the other, all the other ways to get data, right? We can, we can flood ourselves with so much more data and so many different kinds of data with different types of cross points and patterns and, and patterning that we just didn't have either the horsepower to do or the time, uh, or, or we didn't have access to that much information to put together. And now I, I've, I've seen a, I've seen this quite often actually where folks are trying to define what they should value based on getting more data and trying to let the data tell them what they should value mm -hmm. instead of doing it the other way around and saying, this is what we value. This is who we are. This is what our core our, our core understanding of what, 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 we're, what we're driving towards and what we're, what we're looking for. And then simplifying the data sets that just because you can get all that data doesn't mean you should get all that data or that it's going to help you make a better decision than you did before. And this is coming from someone who is uh, in statistical forecasting in college, right? And in economics. So we were always, we were data hungry. We were always pulling these things in, but mm -hmm. you come to a certain point because of uh, velocity in the, in the world we live in with all this change, you need to know your, you need to be really thinking core, core values around who you are, why you exist and, and what are those values. And then structure data that makes sense and meaningful metrics that are positive motivators to Kumar's point. They, they create positive uh, actions and activities or give you the op options to create actions that will drive positive outcomes. But you can't generate a positive outcome without knowing where you want to go or what it is you're looking to, to, to achieve. And the data is not going to tell you that. The data may even just make it more confusing or more, more messy or more convoluted to try to figure out what that should be. So, Yeah, and, and the effort that we put into analyze might not be proportional <laughs> to, the, to the results that we get from yeah. it, right? And, and the heartache. I mean, I, I, I distinctly remember uh, leaders using data to beat up teams. Um, and Kumar had a great example of how it could be uh, used um, uh, to, to beat up teams on, on why this is going wrong instead of asking the question, hey, have you have you used this data to run any experiments to see how you can get better? Uh, if you haven't, uh, how can we help you run those experiments? And what is the result from those? And how have you adapted? And how have you changed in response to these metrics rather than just holding the team to account for the just a few numbers that come out instead of having a qualitative analysis of what that really means, right? Um, ha have you guys seen uh, leaders or organizations use this to provide the right support 
and 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 provide that kind of continuous improvement framework that can be organization wide or even at the team level uh, any any leaders who have stepped up to that game yeah i i have um i was fortunate to work with a couple of companies um over the last within the last 5 years where the the values on the wall and the corporate kind of motto was real it was it was real it wasn't just lip service it wasn't something for marketing or for the website it came from the heart from the leaders of the organization and they they lived it and and that organization lived it and you could tell when you walked in there there's just a different feeling and everybody had different energy than you do in places where that isn't the case right. and they 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 found so much value in thinking and in using metrics in this way that it was almost like an instantaneous transformation for them they like grabbed it and ran with it and they it was like you just oh well, we got the in the hand and I didn't have to do anything as as a consultant there as a coach it was like they were you they were finding ways to use it that normally I'd have to help them prod and and poke and get things going they were finding ways almost into but it was natural to them because it fit what they did it fit their moniker it fit why they were all why they all work there and they were coming up with real outcome based stuff but they had already done that they were like in an outcome based mindset because their leaders started the company that way. So, I don't think that's typical, but I have seen it. So, there are good operating models and good people to go talk to about those things because they do exist. It's not it's not a it's not a unicorn. They they're real. <laughs> yeah, they definitely do exist. I've worked with a few companies that um like like you uh described Mike um sort of practice what they preach, you know, in a way with their values and principles. And more often, uh, more often than not, they are very attuned to how to uh, tap into the uh, uh, the the mind, I guess, the the creative genius of their people, right? By uh, measuring things that and and rewarding people for things that lead to the outcomes that they're trying to achieve, uh, and and really, social media is great at this, right? Uh, 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 Facebook and Instagram and, you know, all these medium, they have figured out that secret sauce, if you will, on how to motivate people to do things, to achieve their outcomes, growing their subscriber base and growing the number of people that go on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram or whatever these social media platforms are. And they do it by, by rewarding certain behaviors. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, companies should be all nefarious about this and um, uh, but there is something to that, right? The social science behind it and the way humans interact with other humans. Uh, and if companies were more focused on outcomes and allowed teams to really figure out on their own how to achieve those outcomes and you reward people for doing those types of things that help achieve the outcomes, then chances are you don't need a whole lot of metrics. You don't need yeah. tons of data. You just need to figure out what are those things that lead to those outcomes? What are the leading indicators or leading targets? And of course, the outcome itself is a metric. Did we achieve it or not? Or how much of it did we achieve? And so, you know, frameworks like um, OKRs and, and uh, 4DX, four disciplines of ex execution, um, and uh, tight, lose tight, something we're going to be talking about here in the next few weeks, uh, come to mind as simple frameworks that allow for very complex behaviors. Um, so I'll stop there. Yeah, I think that's, that's a key point, though, Kumar, that you mentioned was the folks that are that are, that are really driving this from 
the the positive outcome mindset, they tend to find metrics that work faster and yeah. they get results and they're they're interacting with those metrics. Those metrics are providing visible lift in in in, in terms of both talent and in operations. So they don't they stop looking for other metrics because their metrics are providing the value. So they don't have to go and keep finding trying to find that new metric that's going to move the needle somewhere because the needle's moving and they see it moving right. and they feel it moving. And, and right. that tends to make you not have to look for metrics as much anymore. So it's yeah. it's interesting how that can be self-fulfilling, right? In in, 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 the, in that aspect. So that's great. Yeah. Thank thank you for your experiences. Um I, I think this has I hope this has been a like a provoking conversation for you for you guys who who is uh who are watching this video um uh, there are more details on how we can be more tactical uh on on our meridian point uh, blog and we will link that uh link to that in the show notes um thank you for tuning in everybody uh, and we'll see you next time uh with yeah. uh, more answer shorts all right thank you actually i already linked it in the show notes so you just oh. go in there awesome. click on the link to take you to the article and and you're good and you're on your way Excellent. Bye. Thanks, Bye. everybody. Bye.